0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Without Context podcast. It is a new year, same us, and uh, we are actually going to start the year off with something rather interesting today, uh, because I feel like a lot of people have had some kind of story in adjacent to this, and also some people might just know it from popular culture and all that, but depending on the hobbies that you partaken uh this may be something that is talked about pretty often today we are talking about the satanic panic which is kind of adjacent to I think what we we are going to be talking about because it is I think people have kind of crossed the streams a little bit on satanic panic and what satanism in gaming kind of fell into which is more of a moral panic Uh, to give a brief rundown here and just for this part uh, there will be some content that may be uncomfortable for some people but it's not something I'm going to go into detail I'm just going to kind of brush over it to kind of give us like a baseline to work with Um, fucked the satanic panic itself didn't deal with anything related to gaming or pop culture or really music it was actually something uh More involved the idea of children, satanic cults, uh, ritual abuse. It was this whole thing that people don't actually probably know about. They think satanic panic and they think, you know, oh, Dungeons and Dragons is the devil. Rock music is the devil kind of stuff. But the actual satanic panic itself is far more uh, interesting and a little more messed up in ways. And it was this whole... Other thing, and that's why I think for this episode we're kind of going to be going to talk about more how those kind of streams have crossed, how this idea of Satanic Panic was thrown into other things that we liked uh, growing up. Because I was looking at it earlier, and I was like, this could be a whole multi-part like deep dive. But I am no for longer sure. in high school, and I am not going to do any kind of reports for this podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> before we I'm, get to
1: that. Uh, before we get to that, uh, it's been three weeks since I've seen you guys face to face.
0: Yes, um, it has.
1: I' talk about some of the things we got over the over our our
0: time skip. You guys can see on mine, uh, <laughs> Bolden Brash. Kristen bought me the Bolden Brash uh, painting, which I thoroughly appreciate. And I uh, got this as an adult. I got clothes, and I'm happy about that. So. <laughs>
1: we are we are in our th- we're well into our 30s, and we're like, fuck yeah, clothes yeah um i got this swanky wireless headset it
0: nice.
1: uh, no wires at all um it's the uh it's the arcticus i forget which brand it is uh steel series i shouldn't have forgotten that it's a steel series arcticus <laughs> which is like a solid like mid-range headset um and i think i sound about the same which is yeah my all i could uh, ask for
0: my cord headset is a steel series i really like them it's
1: solid. I also got that print right there. This El Schnorn print that you can barely see.
0: Yeah. And magic uh, is gonna be talked about today. So
1: yes, it is. So on brand. On brand. Uh, but that's that's what I got. Uh
2: I think my favorite thing that I got, it was a, a joint present for me and my fiance. His younger brother got us uh a digital copy of Minecraft for the Nintendo Switch.
0: Nice.
2: Um the best part about the um presentation of this gift was we were given a large box that was like (laughs) wrapped in christmas wrapping paper and on the outside was a spork (laughs) and the inside of it was gravel and we had to dig it out (laughs) like we were playing minecraft
1: that's actually really cool i love that it was i'm not a fan of minecraft but that was that's actually really cool presentation
2: has completely ruined my life all I ever want to do is play it um Mm -hmm. and it's hilarious in that my fiance likes uh doing the mining portion of Minecraft and I like ignoring any facet of Minecraft and I've made us a barn and collected cows and sheep and chickens and built us a flower garden and other assorted non-essential, purely for the aesthetic building items.
0: So you somehow went like the last eight years not playing Minecraft? I
2: The first time I saw someone play Minecraft was probably in like 2013, 2014. And I don't know if they've changed the textures or anything in that game, but it immediately gave me a terrible migraine. Like I could not look at the (laughs) screen. But now... They've either like polished it or like something has changed where like I can play Minecraft now and it's just real addicting, like even more addicting than the Animal Crossing DLC that I got for myself. So
0: <laughs> nice, yeah. All in all, it's a good holidays. I hope our viewers had a good uh, holiday season. I hope you all had a good New Year as we get back into this. Uh, sorry about last week uh, post holiday stuff. We still had some scheduling snafus, but. What is one week? We were on a, such a good I mean, roll last season last year. You got, <laughs> so, you got
1: you got snow you got literally snowed in, so you know.
0: Yeah. Some of us lost power uh from like a brief storm, some of us got snowed in. It was just a whole mess of different things. So nature was like, no podcast this week. So <laughs> nope. but um yeah, so let's get in let's get into this. Um like I said, I was looking at the Wikipedia for the satanic campaign, trying to find in that gigantic document uh anything about you know pop culture and stuff like that and most of it was just the uh everything like involving like the children satanic uh cults all these accusations of things uh a lot of it has been uh debunked uh thankfully but i mean there was at a point i think over 12,000 reports of it and it was just something that was grabbed and like just taken on with every kind of group claiming that they're like for the children and it was like they were going after pretty much everybody and how many very... of those twelve
1: thousand reports had anything of su- substance
0: Zero. yeah it was all just mass hysteria basically in certain places but Haley, your perspective
2: so it's less of a perspective and less of a uh fun fact that i know about so it seems like a lot of this, like, from your brief research that you did, Sharky, it probably talked about like the rituals involving, like, taking kids and then, like, utilizing them for certain items. Yeah, Yeah. so that is actually a, like, this is a, like, rough recollection of what I learned very long ago, like, a thousands-of-year-old, like, very anti-Semitic conspiracy (laughs) theory that's just, like, pervade, like, pervasively gone through culture over thousands of years and it actually fun fact played a large role in uh how the jack the ripper case was investigated back in whenever that was like the 15 1600s
0: I no that that was a uh, it was victorian so it was like mid to late 1800s oh right
2: right right right, right. victorian i should know that's my favorite <laughs> um but yeah they per- like utilized that sort of uh Like racist stereotype to profile who they thought the Ripper was and they think that's part of why we never found out. So it's not a new phenomenon by any stretch of the imagination and it's kind of having a revival through our uh, terrible friends in QAnon. That's
0: what I saw. It was like the same 80s thought process of this is still popping up in QAnon and I'm like we just don't change do we it's, as a race <laughs> like
2: it's the nope. salem witch trials it's the jack the ripper mishandling it's the 80s satanic panic it's jewish space lasers it's yeah. just history is a flat circle
0: <laughs> i'm a flat fucking circle the thing that we're going to talk about today kind of branches off of that with this idea of Satanism's sneaking into our culture and you know we gotta stop it, it's corrupting our children, blah 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 blah, all this other stuff. And the biggest thing was that it was during the 80s mostly, uh, did go into the 90s. Parts of it are still going on today. Like there's still stuff where people will be like, oh, this show's like the show is all about Satanism and it's corrupting our kids and all that. Um I want I found two articles. And I actually want to uh, look over one of them. Uh, I actually found like this archive for this, and I can't believe this was actually in the New York Times. Um, no, it's an article from uh, nineteen ninety-five. Uh, it's called "Fantasy Game Tangles with Reality," and the article is about an after-school club that is put together for Magic: The Gathering back in ninety-five. Uh, this was at the start of the game. There's Probably about a thousand cards total. It's just, it hadn't reached the levels that it did, but it was still immensely popular. And the thing was, it was this whole thing about, you know, these cards, like some of the complaints were like, these cards uh, promote, you know, spell casting and all this other occult stuff. And it's like, this shouldn't be in our schools. And I'm like, as I'm reading through it, it's just, this shit is still happening because, like, when I was in middle school or in elementary school, we got in trouble for playing Pokemon. Like, during like recess, it was ridiculous. It was like the same thing, is like these aren't appropriate for school. And it's like these are animals, man. These are like just fantasy animals. They're just pocket monsters, man. But uh, where is it? I want to, yeah uh so this is just one thing that Chuck got me because it's like it just shows how I guess narrow-minded a lot of these people were when it came to these kind of things and just how just believe how much they believed in this whole idea of it uh so the teacher who ran the program sent out permission slips you know I'm not going to have your kid here playing it if you don't want them to be sign a permission slip if you want them to take part in this club uh this woman, her kids brought home several magic cards. When she saw the images on the cards, she became distressed. I don't have to read into these cards. It's all there. It's all satanic and demonic. <laughs> it's like... And then she took it straight to right. the school board. So... Those it's four like, kids. But it's like, that's 1995. And I found this other article which is about uh i don't know if anybody's familiar with uh, james dallas egbert uh, the name in, 19- in 1979 he 16 year old he disappeared from his room at michigan state university he was found in uh the utility tunnels underneath the um uh, underneath the university and he later died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. It was all blamed on d and It was, and it's just like, it has this thing, it's like, oh, you know, he's playing at this game from this article here, quotes, Pauline described d as a fantasy role-playing game which uses demonology, witchcraft, voodoo, murder, the R-word, uh, blasphemy, the S-word, assassination, insanity, sexual perversion, homosexuality. Satanic type rituals, gambling, barbarism, blah, 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 blah. And. I found in another article, it's like our research has actually found that a uh, D&D people are less, you know, suicidal than. Other people. Because <laughs> they have a place to be. But same thing, it's like the moment this kid who clearly needed help. Like he just had always had a hard time fitting in, started playing D&D and then died. They instantly went to this game because of the imagery. And. It's just one of those things, it's like it's not. People are so quick to see something. Without context and instant and a lot of these people, a lot of these organizations that are, you know, for the kids and all that are just like. I don't like how this game looks, it's bad, it's satanic, this is going to corrupt you, we don't want this in our house and it's just like. That kind of stuff, you know. Can harm a kid because like, Oh, it, I'm liking the wrong things. So luckily I think out of the, th- from when it comes to personal experiences, I didn't get a lot of that, even though my parents, uh, had me in like a Baptist like summer school program for most of my early, for most of my like early years, it was like, it was never something that was like, you know, we don't want this in our house. It was never, you know, I don't like how this thing looks. It was just kind of this thing that happened. I didn't even really hear about the satanic panic until I was in my teens. So, I think Haley has uh might have some experience though being the uh self-described uh formerly devout Christian.
2: Yeah, okay. so <laughs>
0: you can't call them Christian. They will fight.
1: No,
2: so, I was my my mom's Catholic. She, I guess now, that, well, she was raised Catholic. I would say she's more evangelical Christian these days. But we were raised Catholic, and I was like devoutly Catholic for most of my childhood. And I didn't really encounter anything where my mom was like, "You can't have this in the house." If I like the things that I was into as a kid were like Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh, and my mom did a good job of like screening things that we would consume. Like I wasn't allowed to see a PG 13 movie until I was 13, and then it had to be approved by my mom beforehand. Same with rated R. And uh she I to this day don't know how I got away with watching Yu-Gi-Oh!. To this day <laughs> I have no idea so i was like i don't i think she probably just thinks it's like pokemon but it had like egyptian god cards that were like real things and like you could actually go to the shadow realm and like the that shadow was a realm, real place you could go
0: <laughs> his trump card was dark magician he had summon skull <laughs> like
2: little karibo <laughs> there's a karibo card yeah. yeah but it it started i would say my first interactions with it were in like church youth group um a couple of us brought game boys to when we were going through confirmation education we had to do an overnight in the basement of our church like a co-ed overnight in a church basement and i'm like this is very catholic and like we had like a bunch of us like brought game boys we'd have something to do because we weren't supposed to sleep the whole night or something dumb and we got our butts handed to us when they're like you're playing pokemon you're inviting Satan and his minions into your heart by playing Pokemon. And we're, like, ninth graders. So, like, me and all my friends are just, like, have you seen a Pikachu? (laughs) Like, but it really sort of came into it when I started getting interested in trying Dungeons & Dragons. And just sort of my first baby steps into it, I, like, didn't mention it to my mom because I was, like this feels like the type of thing she would be upset about
0: it's because and... there's probably that stink of it on it for so many years like prior to you finding out to me playing it for the first time it's like i think in the 90s if you were to say dnd like certain people would look at you like "Ooh, that game like
2: yeah when when i finally told her that like it's something that i do with my friends she like obviously had a lot of questions and was like, what do they mean by like a dungeon master? Like, do they control what your character does? And I was like, oh, they wish they could. Uh, I,
0: I, I wish I could have a tighter <laughs> leash. <laughs> and
2: I was like, uh, for me and like, I was like, D and D is really what you like, what you and your group of people make it to be. Like if you surround yourself with like decent people, You're like nothing untoward is gonna occur in your game. I think she was more concerned about it being a like male dominated space and like was worried about me like rubbing elbows with like crusty neck beards. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's just like me and some people that I know and trust. And like, why do you think I lean towards clerics?
0: You found (laughs) you found the biggest group of bonobos to play. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did. It's really crazy. Um, but the way I'm seeing it manifest now in my adulthood are things that used to be okay when I was a kid are suddenly not okay anymore to my mom and my older sister who's raising younger children. Like my mom read us Harry Potter when I was a kid, and my now sister like, isn't letting her no, kids no, read no. it because it's demonic and satanic. And I remember that being a thing, like people wanted harry potter banned at school because they're like oh it's witchcraft it's satanic and i'm like no one believes this is a real thing that's happening like it's a book about a kid who has a broomstick and casts spells with a wand like we know that isn't real um i mean i've read books that probably shouldn't have been in there not for like demonic reasons but like yeah ban harry potter sure but even there's a movie, I don't know if it's from like the 50s or the 70s, called Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And it has... I think like, I remember
0: seeing that in my...
2: It has Angela research. Lansbury. It has Angela Lansbury in it. And I bought it on DVD because I found cause like It's a really old movie. It's a classic Disney film. And I bought it for my sister and her kids. And she's like, oh, my kids didn't like it because it was satanic. And I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? She's like... They were uncomfortable with all the witchcraft. I'm like, oh, but you're comfortable with them watching Jurassic Park when they're all under the age of 10. All right. So I find satanic panic stuff, it's it's like we were saying, it's a moral panic. It's something is gaining popular prominence that a group of, uh, I wouldn't say like closed-minded, just like insulated in their own sort of echo chamber. See something gaining prominence and then feel threatened in some like whatever it is about it threatens something that's deeply held, like a deeply held value to them. And because of that echo chamber they exist in, they only like the only way they can respond is negatively. And it takes a great deal of like emotional and mental maturity to like open up and exit that echo chamber and sort of get an outside perspective. And at least in my experience, Being raised in a Catholic church, that is not a thing they want you to do. They want you to remain in the echo chamber because that's where like the the way the truth and the light is. So you're not supposed to get entangled in earthly affairs or whatever. So for yourself, how dare you? It's all very silly.
0: Yeah, it was like one of those things. Like when I was looking into it on my lunch break, I was like, "This is far more complicated." that I think like we're prepared to talk about because even that whole like satanic timeline doesn't really match up because apparently like even back in like the twenties and thirties with like jazz getting started, a bunch of angry white, a bunch of angry white people was calling it the devil's music. So it's like, it's just, because it
2: was predominantly black musicians. Gee, I wonder why people were panicking.
0: And that's what gets me. It's like, it's just been this ongoing thing of like, it's always been there, but I think the 70s and 80s is when it really hit like a fever pitch because you have all the rock music that's starting to come out. You have D&D becoming popular among kids uh, going into the 90s. You have magic and the card games becoming popular.
2: I, that it's, and I feel countercultures were starting to sort of become less underground with like yeah. more access like This is going to sound really stupid. Like, MTV gave people access to a bunch of different genres of music on their television back when it did music stuff. And I feel like a lot of when, like, when Satanic Panic pops up, this is me putting on my tinfoil hat. There's always some sort of minority at the root of it. So, like, jazz music was predominantly black musicians. Yeah, oh no! Yeah. Rock and roll started off with predominantly black musicians, and D and D I feel Fucking like nerds. D and D are social outcasts, <laughs> neurodivergent people, just people who don't quite fit in for one reason or another. And whenever these people find a space that's like, "Okay, cool, we're thriving in here," there's a moral panic. There's yeah. always some kind of moral panic. And the easiest one to fall back on is a satanic moral panic. But mm-hmm. there, now I'm taking my tinfoil hat back off.
0: Yeah, it's like, we'll... yeah, it's just one of those things. And like D&D, their wizard's response to it was like, you know, we're going to rename, uh, we're going to rename like the demons. They're no longer demons or devils they're like the tenari and the other the other name for them like they decided to slap on actual names say like this is a species not demons like they completely changed how things did they put like mature audience labels on them to try to get you know kids away from them and just all this like other stuff that happened and i mean you look at some early like magic the gathering cards and yeah they're they can be taken that way uh, a lot of the time including like i think deco you might have seen like the older like dark ritual cards is very clearly like a, a dark like ritual go, happening
1: there is there is literally a card called chains of mephistopheles yeah and uh it gets pretty up there
0: yeah so and around i think like the early 90s to when I guess people just wanted more. You start getting the stuff like the original Vampire, the Masquerade. You get the, like, original edition of Cult, which has had its whole slew of issues over in Sweden. Uh, And all these other, like, mature role-playing games kind of saying, you know, like, fuck you, we're going to do what we want to do. And it was, like, embracing that stuff a lot. But it's just, it's, I don't know if it's the need for, like, a single bad guy so it's like oh it's not you all it's this guy who's controlling you he's corrupting you you're not the bad ones he's the bad one because it's It's like very
1: uh hate the sin love the sinner
0: yeah and it's just one of those it's just like one of those crazy things and i'm thinking uh i've been trying all day to find out like other controversies Like pop culture stuff that have uh relations to this, but I was having a hard time trying to to define stuff. Most of it falls under just like a moral panic kind of umbrella, and Mm -hmm. there have been a lot of them.
1: You know, that you know, that you know, that guy that's like aliens, it's every time something happens, I just picture that guy, but like, well, we'll
2: think about it in like high. You can't see them because they're blurry, but I have a couple of master's degrees. But and like think about whenever there's one of these moral panics, there's some big social change occurring, and the yeah. status quo is being questioned. So like that's happening more and more frequently as like globalization is rising. Like we can talk to anybody anywhere at any time. Information has never been more accessible, and so has disinformation, which we've now become intimately aware of. And for, (sighs) especially since like a large, at least in the United States, like a large portion of our population is older and like mental elasticity is a thing that you lose over time. So like the adage of like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Like they often respond to like massive change with just fear. And then they fall back onto something that makes them feel safe. And then you get moral panics because like generations can't, uh relate to one another and communication we've stopped communicating and people just assume i don't know i worked a long time today i'm tired
0: <laughs> yeah okay all right Deku. tell us about oh, your man. experiences uh so
1: i touched on this a little bit in the pokemon episode but um i was i wasn't in the trenches so to speak cuz i was not raised traditionally catholic um, I was around a lot of people who were like my grandmother, my dad, and my mom.
0: Yeah, I'm like relig- um, I'm like religious adjacent, also. Religious so.
1: adjacent, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Uh, but we were just never taught that way because we was poor, and poor people <laughs> don't get to do that.
0: Poor people um, don't get religion. Anyway,
1: <laughs> they get they get religion, but it, it, they're they're definitely not on the power dynamic that uh, they should be on. Anyway. Uh, that's another topic for another episode, maybe. <laughs> um, when I I remember this, there being like this little conversation, uh, uh, or I remember there being like the, the the overarching theme of like, uh, are are Pokemon cards like demonic? Are they channeling you know Satan? With your you had your little growlith last time when we were talking about it, um, um, and I remember there being like that little brief conversation when we opened up like some booster packs for christmas one year um and my family's i don't want to say progressive they're not progressive but they are uh smart enough to know that little cards with text of like a little the chunky pikachu from back then they're not going to summon the devil yeah um so we had the conversation but it was like well that's stupid like immediately it was like well that's stupid
0: um, that, uh, that article that I found about the magic stuff, it's like, this is teaching kids how to cast spells and, you know, contact demons, and, like, when the kids were asked about it, it's like, we're actually just, like, learning math and strategy. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's why I didn't like that game. It's too much math, and I hate numbers.
1: <laughs> yeah, There's a saying just... in magic the Gathering, math
0: is for blockers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just, like, yeah, it's like, this is a what, like, Three inch by two inch cardboard. <laughs> like
1: I got like, I got I actually have something here. Hey. I am reaching behind me.
0: Some text yeah. of a fantasy world. It's not I don't swipe this in like a card reader or something to summon a demon.
1: <laughs> so uh over my break I also got into a new card game. This one is literally called Flesh and Blood. <laughs> so if something was ever going to um and it's wild because it's called Flesh and Blood because um, it's not like... A, like, at first, if someone sees that name, they're like, oh, shit, that actually may actually be sat- Satanism or whatever. Um, but this, they called it Flesh and Blood because the the people who made the card game uh, made a promise that this game will never go digital, that you will play this game in person in Flesh and Blood. It's not... I'm not summoning the devil by casting... Uh, I'm using cleric as my hero. <laughs> like, yeah, look. Like,
0: yeah, it's um, like D and D cannot D and D cannot be satanic if I'm playing this good this good college level cleric. <laughs> it's, an,
2: it's an interesting thing that you bring up with your experience, Dekka, because like it took a conversation with your parents to sort of like mutually assuage any concerns. Like your parents were like, mm, "This doesn't look completely kosher," and then you were able to reassure them, being like. It, it's it's a chubby Pikachu look at his little <laughs> face like and I feel there's like that could be an answer to it other than like don't be racist um sure but that's a much harder thing
1: we could to... all we could all just tell people don't be racist it's don't not gonna racist. work most of the time
2: but like I feel when I was a kid I was able to like sort of communicate with my mom where she's like you know Pokemon aren't real right and I'm like yeah duh it's a cartoon on TV the cartoons aren't real. And then you have examples of where, like, uh, like with the the Sunderman case we talked about in yeah. uh, at the SCP episode, mm-hmm. where like those girls couldn't discern reality from fantasy anymore, and like whether I don't think a conversation was the answer to that problem, but if you have a child that's like, oh yeah, like if I actually cast this, like if I if I send you to the shadow realm, you're actually gonna go to the shadow realm, and it's like whoa 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 whoa. You're playing a children's card game. <laughs>
1: There's a few steps you have to go before that, before There's you get step- where you, for, to get there. <laughs> you I'm have sure to get I'm rid of, gonna...
2: of all of their life points.
1: Sure and I'm then make T.
2: sure you make that pact before you started the duel. And then you have to make sure you establish that it was a shadow duel.
0: Yeah. Then you can uh-huh. send them
2: to the shadow realm.
0: Unless you're Bandit Keith in the Yugo anime, where he lost a game and pointed a gun at Pegasus's head, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like bro, it's a card no, game. No, he went like this. He, he didn't point like a gun in the, like in the in the American hey. one. In the American one, yes, his finger, but in the Japanese one, Vision man straight pulled out a Glock.
2: <laughs> I mean, it did seem like an intense overreaction when Pegasus, like Shadow Realm, I'm like, what did Bandit Keith do? <laughs>
0: Pointed a gun at him. Well, one, he, he pulled up on him when it was a <laughs> So. Also, um, uh, today in the news, we found a mummy that had a uh, fake eye in the same eye that Pegasus had. So can we not pull the Millennium Eye out of this guy? <laughs> <is in place? laughs> Yugi boy! Yugi boy! It's it's like-
2: just- Does it tell uh, out man. that Pegasus was, like, canonically 25?
0: I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: he was like canonically twenty five, and I'm me. I'm sitting here twenty nine, almost thirty, and I'm just like, uh,
1: I can't even gets, interact with people who are like okay, in their teens. It's
0: weird. What gets What gets me though is that if twenty, it's like twenty twenty two is really starting out with the supernatural mummy plot, isn't it? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. guys, how can we spice up this season? Bring in the supernatural stuff. <laughs>
2: but but back to the satanic panic i feel yeah. unfortunately i get i feel unfortunately like that's going to be a pervasive thing in culture due to the prevalence of christianity specifically in america i can't speak to it in other countries because yeah. so much of like christianity is built into like our systems and processes in this country that like anytime someone first starts to think outside of the box, there's going to be that sort of pushback and, and there's ahead. no easy answer for it. So you were saying Sharky.
0: Yeah. And what gets me is like, it hasn't always been that way. I think it was like the fifties where they made the, uh, 10 commandments movie, like the original, like 10 Commandments uh-huh, movie. I've seen that it. they I've were, it. they were doing like their press tour and they put the monuments in cities. And I think from there you start to see this like slow snowball of people getting back in. It's like, yeah, this is this is a Christian country. You know, this is like the stuff what we was need. Was the
2: Red Scare? It was and the Red, Red Scare. Scare.
0: The Red Scare came in, and it's just like everything.
2: Moral panic.
0: It like shot up, and the thing is, civil like,
2: rights. Moral panic. Yeah, the
0: right your thoughts of you know, there are always going to be this claim that something new is satanic or has satanic subtext to it it's always going to be that way because they're always going to be the people that have that strong of a belief that they're going to have this redetermined outlook on things
2: as as somebody who is educated in Christianity from like pre-k till like ninth grade like Sunday school every Sunday like Catholic, altar kid. I was an altar kid. The thing with, like, it's easy to make, like, satanic and Satanism an easy scapegoat for moral panic and, like, fear response to social people. Because, like, I don't know if this is biblically, but this is just what we were taught was, like, Satan, like, the thing that really, like, jingles uh, Satan, I almost said Santa.
0: (laughs) <laughs> jingle bells
2: <laughs> jingle like Demon, that really like really hype satan up is just like even to the most like mundane person which like if I was some kind of evil overlord like I wouldn't be targeting the everyday person you can't really like corrupt the masses by like bothering some like broke college student like you'd have to go over like government leaders and stuff but yeah like they're like satan delights in turning you from god and we will do it any way that he can so like anything you perceive as a threat like for example a member of my family who shall remain anonymous for years has been like oh you're not anxious you don't have like night terrors or sleep paralysis it's spiritual warfare it's satan trying to enter your body and i'm like or it's a medical condition
0: Or I'm just so fucking stressed out that I'm having nice nice hair and sleep paralysis.
2: sometimes I wake up, my brain wakes up before the rest of my body does, and I get to just sit there
0: and paralysis. And And your sleep paralysis demon's like, you okay? (laughs) You good there, buddy?
2: You're doing great, kid. You're a pog champ. I literally if, had my sleep paralysis. To even call me a Pog Champ one time. And I was like, <laughs> "We gotta stop watching people on Twitch."
1: <laughs> gotta stop falling asleep to watching like Twitch streamers. <laughs> Valkyrie,
2: um... I love you, but I gotta turn you off. But yeah, oh, I yeah. feel it's the, it's the ease. I mean, this is coming from somebody whose like current relationship with faith is complicated to say the least. The easiest thing to blame any problem you have in your life when you come from the type of Christian background, at least that I come from, cannot speak for all of Christianity, would never presume to do that. The easiest thing to blame is always, it's the devil. Something that's making you care more about church, or care less about church, more about Pokemon, it must be the devil's work. So I feel because that it like Christianity and like Christian faith is like a high value in our country, can't say anywhere, can't talk about anywhere else. Satanic panic is going to be something that we as a society will be dealing with until the end of time.
0: I think it also ha- comes down to the fact that if there isn't a cosmic bad guy, then what's the point? Precisely. Like mm-hmm. I think the podcast I listened to put it in best. It's like Satan has kept the church in business. (laughs) So it's like, and that's the thing. It's like you put, you get these people onto these causes, you know, you might convert some people, people who might not think about it, start to think about it in a newer way. They come to your side. It's this whole there's always probably an ulterior motive more than just, you know, think of the kids. What's up, Deca?
1: Um we are gonna continue to go into religion here, I guess. Um Yeah, I looked at the when, time.
0: We're only about thirty-five minutes in. So.
1: <laughs> so um when I was about eleven or twelve, um I was I almost got baptized at my local church. Um and uh, you know, they give you a little questionnaire of like why do you why do you feel like you, you want to take that next step?
0: I also um, dumped like a donut. <laughs> 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 they take the baby and they just like, mm, there you go. <laughs> oh
2: my God, that's oh, okay. In some religions, they do that and they just use like a shell and dump it over my have, forehead.
0: Have you seen like how they baptize babies? Yeah, like I've the person the... like, takes them and like head first them into a pool and then pulls them back out, and I'm like, it's not a chip. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That ain't that's, some guac. That's a human baby.
0: Yeah, it's a baby. So, it's like, man, you're, you can't dunk it like a donut in coffee, my guy.
2: <laughs> it's not the communion wafer into the cup, man. It's a human child. But I mean, oh, doctor, you baptism, you bap- baptism, God.
1: So I, I, I wanted to get baptized because I, uh, in my, from my perspective, I saw how uh, happy it made my mother, um, and that wasn't enough. Because I needed to be... I needed to have suffered before and I needed to be aware of my suffering before I could uh, be baptized. I need to you... be aware that I am a sinner and need oh, to be okay. cleansed. I okay, have, okay, okay, I okay, have okay. suffered and I have been a sinner and I need to be different. I need to cleanse myself. Bro, I don't like know why suffer- I did this. It would have just it's
0: like me. suffering, my guy. I went through four years of high school. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, it's my like, guy I, I was
2: in middle school in the early 2000s like
0: yeah it's like yeah. we we suffer but you know we all weren't to be that good of kids at times
2: i was in middle school when my chemical romance hit the airwaves it was a rough time for us all <laughs> but it's we keep bringing up that like one of the core like tenets of satanic panics is always like it's for the children. We're doing all this for the children. And I think that's an interesting target audience in these sort of moral panics because think about it. From like, think about it from like a political perspective. Kids have very little agency. Like they can't vote. They can't really organize protests. They like, who's gonna listen to a kid being like Pokemon's fine? Like the like using like for the kids as sort of a scapegoat adds a level of legitimacy to their own audience because like, oh my gosh, think of the children, without actually like there being able to be a counter for you. So like if they're like, oh we're anti D D because of the children. So when you're like, oh no, I'm pro D, then it's oh you don't care about the children. Like you go you want the you want children to be harmed. Like it's a I don't know what the word but it's just like a cheap sort of
1: is a cheap uh, appeal. It's I forget what you it is. It's,
2: it's just, it's easy to make it about kids because kids can't, don't really have the agency or like the political power or even the social power to push back against it. Like you see that less now, specifically in topics of like gun debate and the environment. Kids are pushing back now, and you're seeing things are actually like they're very fascinating policy areas to look at just from that alone like where the push is coming from um but in these sort of moral panics they take a voiceless body and advocate on their behalf because it's the easiest way to do it and that's me taking a cynical approach to it so i apologize that i'm being you're not wrong Uh,
0: according to according to wikipedia think of the children's as a cliche that has evolved into a uh rhetorical tactic uh in debate however is a plea for pity that is used to appeal to emotion and therefore becomes a logical fallacy it's it. the plea it's, for yeah pity.
2: it's the it's the empathy fallacy in the and the the logic yeah. fallacy we learned about that in um public policy in grad school like you can't count which like they're counting on people to feel empathy for children and even if you don't feel empathy for children you're gonna feel the social pressure to feel empathetic towards like a ch- a cause for children like You're seeing it play out with, like, the vaccine mandates right now. Like, think of children. I'm like...
1: Yes, I am thinking of the children. I'm making sure they do not die.
2: Exactly. So, satanic panic and these, like, think of the children for the children. It gives you the quote-unquote moral high ground even if you don't necessarily have it and makes it really hard for someone to oppose you. Cause like, who's going to do something that feels antithetical to child welfare and not be branded an a-hole? I will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just uh, on the topic of like groups that pop up, the one that really stuck out to me just because the name is hilarious. uh, Was one target at D and D called a uh, bad B A D D uh, stands for not bothered about Dungeons yes. and dragons. <laughs> yep oh, bothered man, like about
2: bombs
0: against drunk driving oh uh, yeah this this woman uh patricia pulling right here out of richmond virginia nice. <laughs> yikes <laughs> that's, that's your that's your bag buddy <laughs> that's uh that's not my neck of the virginia but that is close that's about an hour from me so it's very close yeah and uh yeah like just all this stuff just I can understand some people's like legitimate concern like if your kid is taking it too seriously or like if like your kid is like if your kid has a hard time differentiating reality and fantasy yes step in be the parent if your kids go into a friend's house on a Saturday night with good people to play a fantasy game that yes might have content relating to that but they're still, you know, not they're not doing anything. They're being a social individual with good people. Then it, you need to stop and be like, all right, I might not like it, but he's not hurting anybody. He's not hurting himself
2: that, that I think is a core thing is just parenting. Like, it comes down to my the,
0: the, the, they do the extremes. It's either they don't care or they care too much
2: or they care too much. You have to yeah, have that. Like, you
0: have to have the knowledgeable middle.
2: Yeah, and like honestly, like was it hard for me in like middle and high school to have to be like, "Oh, I can't come to the sleepover because you're watching a movie my mom hasn't approved of?" Yes. It yeah. was brutal. But it was annoying at the time. I hated it. I I don't think I I was afraid of my mom enough not to like actually disobey that sort of command because I was like, "I choose life." Um but now that I'm a 29 year old adult, like I'm grateful for like that level, like the oversight, like my mom cared enough to make sure I wasn't exposed to topics that I probably wasn't developmentally ready for. And I think it's good parenting to like ask your kids questions about their interests and not make assumptions. So like,
1: Just ask like you were know. saying,
2: like your kids going to D&D. You can totally be like, oh, like, tell me a little bit about it. Like, what's your character like? What sort of, like, what happened at the last session? Like, tell me about the other characters. So that you are learning about your child's interests. They feel safe sharing their interests with you. Because that's what happened with me. As soon as I started getting pushback on my interests, I just hit it and did it anyway. <laughs> without parental oversight which could keep me safe thankfully I wasn't doing anything wild and crazy and dangerous because this was before online gaming Mm. and if I think some parents or some adults in general are too quick to just jump to outrage and then like point the finger outward and be like y'all are doing this to my child instead of just listening to their kid and just being like okay, I see where you're going with this. Here's where I'm setting boundaries for your health and your safety.
0: Yeah, it's it's like us in our group. We use D&D as a way to creatively deal with stuff. Like, not something that somebody has personally experienced, but a topic that we can deal with in fantasy without it affecting a real person like what's going on with Gwen's character right now and like her story yeah. arc and i just want to give you guys the satisfaction of beating up the user. <laughs> but it's like, oh yeah that's cathartic. but Beat it's like him with a club a lot of people go to DD with a character that is them their backstory is them and it's a constructive way to work through stuff like let's say like you know what i'm gonna face this in this environment with people that i trust so it's like there's a lot of good, but it, it comes it does come down to the parents themselves. They need to not instantly assume just ask questions. You know, like who are you gonna like if if I had a kid and it's like hey, I'm going out to a friend's house to play D. One, I'm cool with you playing DD, I play D. Hell, I'll probably be running the game if we're talking serious. <laughs> um, but at the same yeah. time it's like it's Fair like okay, you know, just one question is okay, where are you gonna be? How late do you think you're gonna be? And whose who's parents going,
2: will be there
0: it's like is are there gonna be any parents there and who's going to be there just you know the basic stuff it's like i'm not going to hunt you down if you're not home by this because i know that things can go longer but i just want to know like hey if you're with him if i call him you'll be with him like if you're not answering your phone kind of thing it's, but it's i'm like,
1: definitely i'm definitely a who's going to be there type of person
0: but then it's also even in thing, my own social settings but that's like, yeah, just if you don't understand it and you don't ask about it, you're never going to understand it. And it's like, going to th-
2: just breed fear.
0: Yeah, you're going to always be confused about it or you're going to not be certain because you're not asking and they're not going to talk to you because if you're not asking about it, they're not going to want to tell you about it. So it's going to come I mean, off as secret. It's going to come off as secretive.
2: And there's no shame, like, if, like, parents or, like, Hi, parents. Um, <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if parents are listening to this podcast, we're sorry. And second of all, like, there's no shame in like having that initial fear response to something new that your child's being exposed to. Like, that makes, I think that's a good instinct to have. But I don't feel in like any sort of situation you should let your fear fully control your responses. So, like, yeah, you can be concerned about what your child is, like, what sort of media your child's consuming. But it it's going to be better in the long run if you approach it with like in like curiosity and yeah. then concern and then if it's something that's really bad like then fear will probably come into it then but like you're going to because... develop a healthier relationship with your child if you approach it with like curiosity and concern versus just like i've decided pikachu is the devil
0: <laughs> i think it's getting better as the generations go on because one day we're going to be the adults and everything that
2: we are the Kids adults.
0: that kids are, are playing. Adults. More adult, uh, <laughs> adults. Uh old, adults. I'll say older people. And kids, maybe our kids or kids that we know will be playing a new thing that we didn't grow up with. So we don't know anything about it. So it's Dang like you, Fortnite. So you have to be aware that things change, that new stuff comes up. You need Ask. It's always there's nothing wrong with learning something, even if you never do it. So And it's like it's like I don't talk to I don't talk to my mom about, you know, DD. I just say, hey, I'm running my my game and you know, I go to my room, I run the game, and then I finish up, and I'm like, yeah, well, well. But it's like she's never asked about it. I've never told her about it. It's just one of those things that's like I'm not gonna just like spill it out if nobody wants to hear about it. But at the same time, it's like She knows, like, I'm in here. I'm with friends. I'm not doing anything. It's like I'm not out getting in trouble. I'm not out doing something ridiculous. I'm trying to wrangle a group of bonobos (laughs) into.
2: I don't not that bonobo. I am not a bonobo.
0: Your character is just you just your character is like, just transfixed you. to an
2: extent to an extent she, but, she's oh, much yeah. more polite she's much more polite yeah
0: and, yeah but it's but like
2: about the lord
0: it was like that when i played magic too it's like hey i'm going to go play magic i'll be at this card shop i'll be with uh you know these two guys that i'm friends with like i picked them up on the way there and it's like people knew what i was doing where i was it was just one of those things it's like nobody asked me like how did it go but people always knew what i was doing i never hit it Like, it was just one of those, you know, kind of things. What's up, Aya?
2: I have a fun... I don't know how much time we have left, but I thought it might be Uh, fun. If we predict what we think will cause the next satanic panic. Like, anything that we think will be coming out soon or that we know of that hasn't really hit, like, big mainstream, what do you think will cause the next satanic panic?
0: I think it's... Maybe, but I also think it's when Marvel gets to the point where they bring in um, Mephisto. If they introduce like Ghost Rider, where they actually bring in Marvel's devil, basically.
2: What did you say, Decca?
0: Tik TikTok. TikTok
2: TikTok. Oh, The whole, yeah. the
0: whole
1: platform of TikTok because there's there's too m- <laughs> there's too there are too many free thinkers free thinkers on TikTok that get to just post whatever they want. And it's there's legitimately some helpful advice on there. And uh, it's there it's are, a
2: Chinese app,
1: and it's because it's a Chinese app, so you've got the racism in there
0: already. I'm waiting for QAnon uh, to devour itself. <laughs> I'm waiting for QAnon to flip their government to their satism in QAnon.
2: <laughs> that would be pretty wild. That would be truly banana. If there
0: is a group that will devour itself by that, I think it is QAnon. <laughs>
2: I I don't know if it's already happened. Like I'm late to the game on Twitch, but I feel like Twitch is gonna have a reckoning at some point.
0: No, Twitch is just gonna be, just- Oh God, probably. I mean, they're watching anime T- now. Like they're watching full copyright <sighs> stuff on stream.
2: Yeah, Pokey just got <laughs> banned. Like Pokey just got banned over the weekend for just watching Their... Avatar The Last Airbender, but
0: other streamers I- are calling out people. It's like, hey, you didn't ban them. Why didn't you ban them for doing the same thing? It's like I- Twitch is about to just implode on itself. <laughs>
2: But from like a satanic panic perspective, I feel like Twitch is a good opportunity for that because like, yeah, on its surface is just like gaming stuff, but like it's not just a gaming platform. Like I've seen people do like scans through Twitch or different stuff, but I just feel like that because it's just, you can tune into somebody 24 seven and like not many of those videos, like they can get archived or whatever, but I just feel like, that might be a place next as, like, more kids are getting onto Twitch. Can...
1: Where's the racism, Haley? Where's the racism? where's the
2: racism? Oh, the fact that they don't give black TikTokers, or, or black Twitch people a platform on that website? Oh, no, no. no. I I just,
1: more, I more meant, where's the racism from the moral outpet? I know Twitch is racist as fuck. That's different.
2: Well, 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 I feel like it doesn't, like, there has to be some sort of, like, minority group, and, mm-hmm. like, gamers are, I wouldn't say gaming's a minority anymore, no. but they're still, like, no these kids and they violent video games so i would have to say like gaming or like
0: that's a whole thing that could tie into this like the whole violence and video game moral panic the most, depre- like, the most depressed, depressed race gamers when when okay so behind the scenes stuff when we started before we started the stream when you guys asked do we still want to do this i did hesitate for a second because i was like <laughs> this topic is far more complicated than i think any of us can really talk about. <laughs> Because it yeah it's it's a it's thing a it's a thing and then it branches into like a dozen other things, all stemming from this same kind of mindset. So I was like, oh well, we didn't have enough prep time for this. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so... we three weeks. What do you mean we didn't have enough prep time? I was on we vacation. Three weeks. Well,
2: we can only speak to our own individual experiences and, and I... perspectives. Yeah. And so, like, keep that in mind and like. I like as as much as I disagree with like motivations and like well not no motivations I completely understand and empathize with the motivations behind certain satanic panics like yeah. yeah if I saw some of those Magic the Gathering cards that you put in the chat deck out I wouldn't want my kids seeing that just a because it's gross and scary like yep. I don't watch my fiance play Dune or Doom because it's gross and scary and. But, like, I understand, like, where, like, the average parent's coming from with that. Like, you just want what's best for your kid, and I totally get that. Even though, like, I don't feel the same way as you, like, I get it. I'm not, like, knocking you because you feel like D&D is satanic. Like, if religion is a value, like, a core value for somebody, I can't can't fault them for, like, wanting to control what media their children consume. So, like...
0: And... I don't know why people still say that Doom is satanic when you're killing the demons. <laughs> like I, I think... don't
2: think it's satanic. I just think it's disgusting. Like, That's I fair. Don't, like some of the kill shots in that, I'm just like, I love you, my fiance. That's a I much. love you dearly. Yeah. And he, like, I'll walk in the room and he pauses it, like he knows. He's like, I don't want to. I don't want to see any of it. It's gross. It's too much. Like I get nauseated. It's too much for me. Like, I like Minecraft. I like Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, and The Sims.
0: Like, (laughs) Yeah, it's like. It's just one of those things. I think it's just people who need some excitement in their life and they find an easy thing to. Like, get up and do stuff about. Like. I mean, some people have legitimate reasons, like uh, Patricia Pulling, the woman who started bad that I mentioned a minute ago. She truly believed that D&D was responsible for her son's suicide. So a lot of it was out of like a personal grief grief and drive. But then you have some people who are just like, oh, this imagery is promoting it. And then they just like put all their energy into that instead of a more creative or constructive, you know, use and understanding. And it's just just people, I guess people always some people just need something to be angry about
2: mm-hmm
0: but uh yeah, kind of a more disjointed episode but you know this like I've, i was looking at this i was like this is way more complicated um i would recommend um uh, if people want to actually hear about like the origin events of the satanic panic last podcast on the left did a really good i think like two or three part series about it uh don't listen to it at work, I would say. It's not like bad, bad, but the content in it that they talk about is probably not like you don't want to listen to that on your speakers in your workplace. So That's a little fucked up. Um, but they do a good uh deep dive, and they're one of my favorite podcasts, so I'll talk about them till the end of time. But um it it is interesting. It is a look at how fast a dog pile can happen with minimal evidence just because people are scared especially when it comes to you know their children it's like if you have reported like hey your child's daycare is doing this stuff you're going to just go in you know go in on them basically you're not going to like wait to hear another side it's just one of those things it's just one of those things like people just need something to get angry about when it comes to their kids i guess
1: they are projecting from what might be their own failures at yeah. some times.
0: But yeah, a little bit of a messier episode, but it is our first one of the year. And, you know, it can only go from here. We we're have, getting warmed. We're getting back warmed up. <laughs> if we hit every week to the end of the year, we'll have 51 episodes this year. Can you, ima- can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine that?
2: Jeez Louise.
0: Because uh, we did start late last year, so you guys get a whole year of us uh this year.
1: <laughs> so
0: be ready because I'm pretty sure I want everybody to look at what we are right now and just see how tired we look by next December. <laughs> so
1: I want to get a screen cap of no don't get a screen cap of me me or Sharky. Get a screen cap of Haley right now. <laughs> and and then like- get a screen. Haley in January. Haley in December. Haley December.
2: I mean, I I am gonna be. I am getting married in May, so uh-huh. um, yeah. I'm sure my stress will rapidly deteriorate, and then I'll perk back up in May, and then You'll just perk up May deteriorate. And then... <laughs> yeah,
0: we, Oh, that's another thing. Uh, another thing we talked about. Uh, Haley is getting married this year. Uh, Alvin, our co-host, uh, legally is now married to his fiance. They will. Be having a ceremony later, but they did the paperwork, and we are very happy for so him. So proud of them. We're we're and, going. Uh, we're
1: gonna we're gonna start buttering us our friends up now that we've gotten out of the satanic panic.
0: Yeah, and, uh, Mr. Uh,
1: Sarah Wong. I'm so proud of him,
0: Mr. Sarah Wong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's my birthday on Wednesday. It's a good start so. of year. It is birthday. birthday! It is a good start yeah. of a year so far, and yeah, you know. We hope that uh you guys had a good new year's a good start of your year. We hope you have a good year um I know there's still some crazy stuff going on, so stay safe and all that, but hopefully it will get better and uh yeah, we need to figure out fifty one more topics for this year.
1: <laughs> Wait so- damn it
0: they're gonna be it's gonna be
1: Friday when it comes out so it will will have been on my birthday on Wednesday.
0: Oh yeah, so, so you guys can say happy belated on the comments later. Yes, say happy belated because we do record these on Mondays and upload them on Fridays because I need five days to edit these videos because i really- <laughs> <laughs> So but um as always, guys, links down below. You can follow us on Spotify, you can follow us here on YouTube, you can follow us on all of our individual channels in the flow code. And I have been Sharky Hat joined by DECO and anxiety lasagna and we, we will see you guys next week have a good one
1: bye, bye. bye.